Derek White has a monster game. It's a bounce back game for a few people. And Jalen Brown gets tossed. Oh, I've got words about that right now on a bonus Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Virgil DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. And I got you every day with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device if you're a subscriber. So make sure you are subscribed on whichever app you use to listen to your podcast. You can even watch the show on YouTube. You're not watching the show on YouTube by now? Well, you have that choice. You can hop in the comment section. You can let me know what you think about all the stuff that I'm talking about here uh, on this bonus special podcast, which I do after every game. So it's not just a Monday through Friday podcast. If they play on a Friday or a Saturday, then I'm podcasting after that as well. I'm John Corrales, by the way. I used to play ball a long time ago. Now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal and for you because that's kind of what my job is, right? I'm covering it for kind of everybody. Celtics win 133-123, beating the New York Knicks. One of five games now, not four, five games against the Knicks. It's one of the uh, quirks of the in-season tournament because the Knicks ended up losing that game. Uh, They now, the Celtics played played the loser of that one game. So this is is not one of four, it's one of five. So uh, that's, and look, Celtics, I think, They've won all three, so yeah, they've won three, so they get the tiebreaker. So should that ever come to that, uh, that's the deal. All right, later on, I'll I'll save the Jalen Brown stuff for the end because um, it's not the most important part of this game, but man, it just continues a trend of, I don't know, overly sensitive officials this year. I thought Jason Tatum's ejection was not great, but that was a little weak. Uh, we've seen other ejections. I saw Giannis get ejected for, uh, you know, reacting to a play. Like it was more like a, they threw him out on a taunt, but it wasn't really a taunt. Like the ejections of star players, big names that, that can't, that, that's not what the NBA wants. That's not what the NBA wants. And I know that, uh, you know, I'll save it. I will save it. I will save it. Let's start at the top. Celtics get the win. First half, very little defense was played. It was much better in the second half. In the third quarter, they ended up going on a nice run to start the third quarter. Nice to see a third quarter go well. Although, if you look at the breakdown, their third quarters at home have generally been pretty good. Uh, the the net rating for Boston in third quarters at home is plus 14.5. It's the road where they're minus 16.2. So that's where the bigger issue is. But still, it's a third quarter, and the Celtics have had problems in the third quarter. So we like to highlight that. Celtics went on a nice 27 to 16 start to the third quarter. The lead ended up going up to 20 points. It kind of hung around there a little bit. 
then at the end of the, the third quarter, this is this is why it drives me a little bit crazy when teams relax going up 20. 20 points doesn't mean anything in the NBA anymore. Right? 30 is the new 20 in the NBA. And even that I'm not comfortable with heading into a fourth quarter. We just saw the Mavericks go on a 30 to nothing run. It's not impossible. But what the Knicks did at the end of the, the, the third quarter with about a minute and a half to go, they minute 40 to go, they started hitting three-pointers. Boom, boom, boom. Three in a row. You hit one. Okay. You hit a second one. No one's calling a timeout after someone hits two three-pointers. You never no, people will, teams will run out of timeouts in the second quarter if that happened. So third, third three-pointer comes with like. I don't know, 15 seconds left. All of a sudden, it's a 9-0 run. Your 20-point lead is 11. That's it. It's it's so easy in today's NBA to lose a lead. So it goes from 20 to 11 real quick. Boom. I think maybe the biggest shot of the game was Al Horford's corner three-pointer as time wound down. It it went through with .8 left. It went from uh, an 11-point game to a 14 point game. And that that's a big deal because then to start the fourth quarter, the Knicks come out, hit a shot and now Horford hits another three. Now it's a 15 point game. And, and, and that kind of calms things down more than a timeout, more than anything. It's just simple execution and making your shots. You didn't need a timeout to Say, hey, let's work the ball around. Let's drive. Let's kick to a good three-point three, three point shooter in the corner. And that's how it went. Al Horford drills that three. Biggest shot of the game to me. So uh, Celtics held on. They did a great job. Uh, Derek White was amazing in this game. He just seemed to do a little bit of everything and always hitting the shot, always doing what they needed him to do. Uh, I, I wrote a big thing on Boston Sports Journal the other day about Derek White. He's he's their most impactful player. Here he is again, 20, uh, what do you have in this one? 30 points, he was a plus 21. Team high, plus 21. Going into this game, the Celtics were 14, a little bit more than 14 points better than uh, the opponent when he's on the floor. And here he is a plus 21, so that number's going to get better. In the half court, the Celtics were plus 16 in change with Derek White on the floor. That's going to get better. The Celtics are better with Derek White on the floor, man. That dude is the most impactful player on this team. 30 points in this game, 10 of 16 shooting, 6 of 10 from 3, 4 of 4 from the line. I mean, the efficiency number is going through the roof. Three rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks, no turnovers. What an amazing game from Derek White. After that game against Indiana, where he just fell apart in the second half, and he was hardening himself after that game. You could see he was emotional after that game, and like he he was down. But Joe Mazzulla said after this, after this win, yeah, Derek White, yeah, you got to coach him a little bit, but like he's he's hardest on himself. And he's and Derek White said after the game, I just didn't want to have two bad games in a row. So he came out and very much did not have a second bad game in a row. That was uh an absolute just brilliant performance from Derek White. Celtics also got uh 
a nice game from Kristaps Porzingis, who came back after missing four games, 21 points. He hit his first seven shots. So it looks nice. Seven of 13 shooting, three of six from three, four of four from the line. Well, he was seven of seven to start the game, and then he missed his next six shots. So seven of seven, three of three from three, and then zero of six, zero of three from three in the second half. Hey, as he said after the game, in the long run, everything evens out. But great to see Porzingis back, and you instantly saw the impact. Joe Mazzulla put it perfectly after the game. With, with Porzingis in, it changes the matchups a little bit. Everybody play gets a different matchup, kind of like one matchup down, and other guys can take advantage of that. But Porzingis early on comes in firing, firing, and was a, a huge reason why the Celtics were able to put up so many points in the first half. Uh, it, it was There was not very much defense played in, in the first half where the Celtics put up 33 points in the first quarter and 41 in the second. So that's 74 to 65. They they gave up three more 30-point quarters and a 28-point fourth quarter to the Knicks. That's not good defense. Their defensive rating is going to be uh, taking a hit after that. Considering that they gave up, what was it, two 36-point quarters in the second half against the, the Pacers, so they're on a that was a five quarter streak of giving up 30 plus points. That's that's not going to be good enough in the long run. But they won, so that's you know, it's okay. It's okay as long as you win, right? Uh it's not okay. That's that's the reality. It, it's not okay. But they got away with it in this first half, but in in this game. So Porzingis comes back. He looks good. Drew Holiday comes back. He looks good. And this is the this is the bounce back. And this is the the, the bigger story that I wrote on Boston Sports Journal. I write two stories. I write a game report, and then I write like a featured story. And that's like my biggest takeaway from the game. And I think my and, and what my biggest takeaway was was the Celtics keep finding ways to avoid two bad games in a row. And I know that they haven't played like they've they've had two bad games like subpar games in a row, but they haven't lost two games in a row except for once. So so far, you're more than twenty five percent of the season through. They have five losses. Only two of those are consecutive. Only once have they won a game without adding at least two more. Not counting this game because they haven't played the next two more. Right, so. Only once have they won a single game, they, so they go loss-win-loss this season so far. Every other time they've won, it's been part of a winning streak. So these Celtics, for all that we can say, for all of the downside, uh, the all of the fourth-quarter stuff, the, oh, these losses feel familiar, the stuff that you, people have been saying after, like after the the Pacers loss, for all of that stuff, the Celtics have not strung together two stinkers that have cost them that 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 they've lost. You can say Memphis and Charlotte were two stinkers in a row, but they won the game in Memphis. Say you know we could say what we want, and it wasn't pretty, 
and maybe they should have lost. They definitely should have lost, but they won. So they keep finding ways to avoid like two disasters, right? They, they haven't, they haven't put this losing streak together aside from, uh, was it Minnesota? And I forget who the, the Philly, Minnesota, Philly back-to-back. So not back-to-back, but consecutively. So that's, that's what we saw in this game because look, Derek White had a bad game in the last one. He bounced back. Holiday had a bad game in the last game. Like a complete no-show. He bounced back. He had stretches where he was he was kind of carrying the team for short stretches. Those types of bounce backs, Porzingis misses four games, comes in. I'll count that as a bounce back. Uh, even Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, who I'll talk about more with the ejections in a second. I thought he played really, really well. 17.7 of 13 shooting, four assists. His potential assists, he, he'll have a few more of those. And I thought he he generally played pretty well in this game. He was moving the ball. There were a couple of times where he looked like it was in an in-between kind of, oh, he's going to drive. He he probably generally drives this, but he he pulled it out and moved the ball. I thought he played pretty well. So that's a bounce back. He, you know, he got the, like I said, the four assists in this game after the ESPN graphic that said, Oh, he's got no assists in the past, uh, in the past two games. And he, he responded saying, you all corny watch the games. The, uh, the passing is back and that's good. So bounce back games, the Celtics don't let these things linger. And that's a sign of a good team. That is a sign of a good team. Right, it's not about playing perfectly, and I think we make the mistake of, well, they're not playing perfectly, so how good can they be? Well, no team plays perfectly. It's how do you respond to when you play poorly? That's where a good team really piles up the wins. That's the difference between sixty win team and forty eight win team, because forty eight win teams let losses linger and bleed into the next game, and you go on two, three game losing streaks. But if you have a loss, and then you say, okay, can't do that again. And you're like, Derek White, can't have two bad games in a row. Boom. You win that next game. You cut your your losses off at one, maybe two, but you don't let it get to three, four, five. The, the mediocre to worse teams string losses together. The Celtics so far have been stringing wins together. So your response is the most important thing. It's not about playing perfectly. We all analyze it like uh, Porzingis even said it the other day. The goal is to have the perfect game. The goal is to be perfect. But we know that that's never going to happen. And when I analyze a game, I'm analyzing it with the goal of perfection in mind, which is impossible, but you're always pursuing that. This is how it's done right. And every possession, if you do it right, this is how it's going to look. And the possessions don't all go that way. The games don't all go that way. But when you do what the Celtics did in this game, which in every other way was just kind of a generic win over an okay, a good team, I think the the the, the bounce back here is really kind of important. I think 
the ability for guys like Holiday, White, Porzingis off of an injury, Jalen when it comes to just the specific ball movement, even, you know, uh, Al Horford with his shooting, all of those things, that, that matters. And the total team effort of six guys in double figures, at least 14 points, and getting contributions up and down the the box score, that's how you have these bounce backs. That's how you have these moments of, well, we're not going to allow for extended losing streaks. These these are the moments. These are the, the types of games where coming off that loss to Indy, important to win. Important to win. And when you win these games, this is this is how you get to 55 and 60 wins and not 48, 49 wins. And if you're hard to beat two games in a row, you know where else you're hard to beat? In the playoffs. Because you're going to have to win a couple of these things in a row, generally speaking, to win a playoff series. So if teams can't get a, a losing streak on you, then... Bodes well. Okay, Jalen Brown got tossed with 7.19 to go in the fourth quarter. Now, normally, I'm level-headed about this. There's a little back and forth. There's always two sides to this. And, yeah, Jalen reacted after the first tech in a way that it's like, okay, calm down. Actually, after the first foul, the foul that he committed, he had a big reaction. So the big reaction kind of sets the ref up. It's like, okay, what's this? And then to quote uh, Joe Mazzula after the game in a safe for work, but still spelling out a curse word, he said that he was told, the ref told him that he got that Jalen got the tech for saying you can't call that weak ass S H I T, which makes that a weak ass tech. Because if you're telling me that that's enough to give Jalen Brown a tech, then how does Draymond Green even exist? How does he even exist in the NBA? How do half these players exist in the NBA? If you can't say that to an official that is weak and then so Jalen after that tech is talking to the other ref and he's continuing on and at some point yes you can say well you know he he kept going but the tech actually escalates the issue you have a guy who's kind of like complaining and emotional and you give him a tech, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what, what? You've escalated the issue. The tech is supposed to be like the warning, or I've I've told you stop it. Now this is it. Boom. You earned this. So then Jalen's talking to the other official. And I see from my seat the first official saying. What? What? Like he's talking to Jalen. He's across 
the the court. Jason Goldenberg. So he's on the the left side of the floor, right? The the sideline across from the bench. And he's looking over at Jalen. And I can see him saying, what, what? Like, Jalen's talking to the other official. And Goldenberg's acting like a baseball official. Like, he's specifically watching and waiting and waiting to engage with Jalen Brown. The behavior of this official was contrary to how these officials are supposed to act. If you're standing over there, stand over there. Jalen's talking to, I believe it was the crew chief. And if the crew chief is saying you're crossing a line, then the crew chief can give him a tech and throw him out. But Jalen was talking to the crew chief and he gets subbed out and he's still hot. He's going to the bench. He says something. He makes a quick, like, I don't even know that it was a wave. He gestures really honestly. Even if you hate Jalen Brown, even if you hate the Celtics, that little wave, you got to admit, if it was your guy who made that that little wave and you call it tech, you'd be pissed. And that's just any tech. To get thrown out over it? Horrible. Horrible. Jalen Brown was right after the game where he said, you know, basically, I thought if I, my first ejection, this was his first ever ejection, I thought my first ejection would be like for a fight or something, not an overly sensitive official having a bad day. And that's what this was. That's what this was. Like the Jason Tatum one was weak, but they both like there. I think there was a little bit on both sides that needed to, to calm down. This one was, I don't know, man, this one was, I think, I think Jalen had a real strong point. I hope they rescind the second tech because that that's terrible. The fact that they even admitted after the fact, like, oh yeah, he was thrown out for that gesture. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Never mind that it's a weak tech. Then you have the added bit of he's he's an all NBA player. You're not gonna cut an all NBA player some slack? Really? I thought that's how it went in, the, in this league. Like LeBron, hey. LeBron, KD, Draymond, like guys who get techs get leeway too, especially after the first tech, right? Remember uh, Anthony Edwards got a tech against Boston and then after the game, he's like, I knew they weren't going to throw me out. And he kept pressing his point and they didn't throw him out. They didn't want to throw him out. How does Jalen get tossed in this game? Fourth quarter of a close game fairly close and the refs tossed Jalen Brown over that. That's not what the NBA wants. That's not what Adam Silver wants. That's what nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. So I think it was absolute crap. And I think, I think the NBA needs to rescind at least one of those technicals. There's nothing you can do. And luckily the, the, the Celtics held on Celtics kind of fell apart there after that. Well, I don't know what happened, but they fell apart after that. They couldn't hit a shot after that. But they held on, obviously, and they won. But I thought I thought that was that was just absolute poor officiating. Poor, poor, poor officiating. 
you let a guy get his emotional outburst out. You talk to him, you calm him down, and then that's it. That's that's what you're supposed to do as a ref. You're not supposed to stare him down. You're not supposed to bark at him. And you're not supposed to toss him over a little tiny gesture when he's on the bench. That's terrible. That's terrible. Jason Goldenberg's been in the league for like six years. This is his sixth season officiating. You should know better by now. Okay. I don't know what kind of bad day he's been having, but that was, that was, that was terrible. That was terrible. All right. I'm going to wrap it up there. Bonus podcast is done. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Let me know in the comments what you think about this. If you are not subscribed yet, come on, please subscribe. If you are, then thank you so much for being a regular listener and every day, or thank you so much for coming up to me at the garden when you're there and saying hi to all the people who said hi to me at this game. Shout out to you. Come by. If you're out of game, say hi to me. I'd love to meet all of the listeners, all of the watchers. And I also love to have you share the podcast, spread the word, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.